hour next. Free watch party at Dave & Buster's is WWE WrestleMania. Join us Saturday and Sunday, April 2nd and 3rd. It's free. Plus, we'll give you a free power card. That's Dave & Buster's Wolf Chase. Sunday, April 10th, the Murder Hawk Monster returns to settle the score. Archer versus Gun Show, one-on-one, -on -one, live in Memphis. Get your tickets at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. Do you have what it takes to be a pro wrestler? Prove it. Train with the best at our Memphis Wrestling Wrestle Center. Now enrolling at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com slash training. Saturday, April 16th, get ready for an outlandish Saturday night with Impact Wrestling Megastar, outlandish Sicky Dice. Get your tickets right now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. I'm out of joy. American Hostile Championship Wrestling's on tour with the following upcoming events. Campbell, Missouri, April the 9th with Rhino! Door! 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 Ladies and gentlemen, the Man Beast Rhino is here! On April the 9th at the Community Center in Campbell, Missouri at 360-45 State Highway, WW. Bell times at 7.30, advance tickets $10, and at the door for $12. You'll see Chris Hayes, Rude, Trick Daniels, Jason Vaughn, The Young Goats, Denzel Rollins, Mark Southern Jr., Big Jack Parker, Justin Case, Austin, The Reaper Bolo, and special guests, Cookie St. James and Cash McCoy. April the 9th, Rhino! Gore! 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 For ticket information, call 636-232-3313. That's 636-232-3313. Just a quick reminder, subscriber of $5, $7, or $10 at www.patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit without a G. That's right, shooting the shiznit without a G. This episode is also brought to you by Spunk Loop. Com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, use Spunky. That's right. Go to www.spunkloop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you. We can all help prevent suicide. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress and also prevention and crisis resources for you and your loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255.
Newsstand versus Newsletter embarks on a journey of a classic wrestling year. Were the PWI readers accurate with their assessment of talent? Were the Wrestling Observer Newsletter subscribers more right than wrong? Join longtime friends Scotty and Andrew as they talk about Newsstand versus Newsletter. Welcome to another edition of Newsstand versus Newsletter. I am your host, the future Hall of Famer, Scotty B. I'm going to bring in my co-host, Andrew. No last name needed. What year are we doing, Andrew? Tell the people what year we were, that we're doing this time. We're, de- we're going to do 1988 Anno Domini. I love I'm it. I'm really excited for it. I love it because 1988 is a big, big year for me, man. 1988, I'm 10 years old, man. And I'll tell you, I had one of the most traumatic experiences of my life in 1988. Tell me. Mike, it's super saying the name of the company. There's a certain coffee company in this uh, area that everyone loves that lets kids go to camp. You know what I'm talking about? They send the kids to camp. And it's a coffee company? It's a company that serves coffee and donuts and now sandwiches and stuff like that. There's one on like every corner. Is it named after a dead Toronto Maple Leaf? It it, it is. It is, yes. And I'll tell you the story. So... As a kid, younger, we weren't the most uh, wealthy family. So they would send us, like, unfortunate kids, like kids with no money, to this camp after this thing, this company. And I remember getting there, and oh, my God, hell. It was like a slave. Like, I probably have worse in my mind, but I remember just absolutely hating it. And secondly, when I'm there, I get the news on a payphone that my favorite hockey player got traded to the Los Angeles Kings. <laughs> so I'm like already upset as it is, and then that happens. I'm a fucking wreck, right? So that was very. The, I'm telling you, the the camp was traumatic. It was just I almost got hit by lightning at one point. Like it was, it was in Ontario. I and, had no uh, idea you were such a Marty McSorley fan. Yeah, yeah, I was really upset that he got traded. Um, <laughs> it was a bad experience. And so this, it was funny as I got like the next couple of years, like eleven and twelve. Whenever I acted up, my mother would say to me, "If you don't stop acting up, I'm sending you to camp." That was her line to me. So camp was not my strong point. But uh, 10 years old, man, I'll say for me, 1988, it was my first year really, really, really getting into wrestling, like full-time, brother. <laughs> and I want to show something because I'm going to we're gonna get into you, but we have a lot oh. of clips today to show. And this is the thing. This was the first thing I ever watched on TV, like as it happened. And to this day, and this is going to sound really, really weird. But this intro gives me complete, like, gets me all hyped up. And let me let a background to it. I'm watching this this show with my stepfather, waiting for it all day. Like, I'm super stoked at school, man. I can't wait to get home and watch this. And you know what I'm talking about? I'm going to show the clip now. And when this person comes out, it's the first match of the night. And when Vince, like, um, like hypes it, it just gets me so worked up. So I'm going to play the clip right now. And whatever, maybe we'll get hit with Cobbright. We'll deal with that later. So here it is. Get back to you. But to the story behind that was, I was so psyched, man. I was so pumped for that. Like, because I mean, really, we get superstars and like Honky and Savage is huge. And then Hogan and Andre is huge, even though they're not great matches. 
they're like those are shit. Man. Like that's some big ass angles for a Friday night. Do you remember that uh, show at all? Like watching it? Oh yeah. Um, I remember I was in Cubs at the time. Yeah. And I think we were having a sleepover that night, and we watched it um, on the you know the TV that they would wheel out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fun. Um, we'll get back to all that in a little bit here. I just kind of want to throw that out there for the ten year old uh, Scott. So eight year old Andrew. 1988, what was going on there? I was about neck deep into pro wrestling at this point. I was just collecting all the magazines I could get, all the toys, watching as much footage as I could, either through the stuff that was on cable or yeah. uh, renting tapes. And you had and access just, to cable. You had access to cable. I, I'm very jealous of that because you had TBS mm-hmm. and stuff, and I didn't have that at my age. Not in, not in 88. Okay. In, in 88, I had TSN. And I remember okay. seeing Stampede and AWA. Yeah. Um, but um, so you know, I didn't catch you Yeah, I was just saying that it it was really intense. My fandom in '88. I remember the the VHS tape for WrestleMania Four going with my grandfather to every mom and pop yeah. uh, video yeah. rental store we could find until eventually uh, I, I just felt guilty that we were just driving all around trying to find this tape. That's what um, grandparents are for. That's what they're there for. That's what they do for all of us. Like, like he was willing to do it. It was just like, after a while, I just felt like he was getting frustrated with not being able to find it. So I remember just like the last place, just renting WrestleMania three, even though I've already seen it just yeah. as a way of like, okay, well let's, let's get something. And it took me forever to finally watch it. Uh, Mania four that is. And yeah, not necessarily worth the wait. Yeah, but you know we're kids. It, it, I mean, listen, I get it. I told you my story watching on the, on the mm. closed circuit. My poor grandfather, God bless his heart, man hated pro wrestling and just good to his grandkids. Think about someone who doesn't like pro wrestling in there. I mean, grandpa's probably in the sixties, thinking four hours mm. of that shit for us it was great. But you know, it was good. I mean, looking back, yeah, it wasn't the greatest peer review, but for us as kids, it was awesome. All right, so let's get into the pro wrestling. Let's start with nineteen eighty a little bit. Because I'm kind of doing something a little different. I found with this, I was talking to you at the pre-production meeting. Mm-hmm. Like over, just over a few things in 88. I got some cool clips coming up. We're going to have a fun time with this. But we're going to start just the year in 88. Some of the events, Bunkhouse Stampede. Um, also, the Rumble comes at the same time. They go head-to-head. Which is compl- How crazy is it that the Rumble was just done just to spite Crockett? And it becomes probably... It's like your favorite pay-per-view of the year, isn't it? Yeah. Well, favorite WWE pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um... And also the Survivor Series the year before to spite um, Starcade. Yeah. So. so the Rumble, Jim Duggan wins the Rumble. Uh, WrestleMania 4, so, Savage. So, Go ahead. So if you think about it, Mania and SummerSlam were pretty much the only two that they had that wasn't to... Spite someone. To, to spite somebody. It's just, yeah. Um, Savage wins the tournament at WrestleMania 4. The Flair and Sting match a big deal. Uh, Crockett Cup. Luger and Sting beat uh, Blanchard and Anderson in the finals. Let's take a look what else we got here. The fifth Von Eric Memorial Parade of Champions. Kerry Von Eric defeats Iceman Parsons. That company's going the fuck downhill at this fifth. point. The 84, fifth 85, 86, 87. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. One. Well, one Von Eric dies a year anyway. So, I mean, it's, yeah, that's true. the Great American Bash, Flair beats Luger. Um, the second annual Eddie Graham Memorial Show. Kerry Von Eric beats Jerry Lawler. And I don't know what the hell happens here. This title in the line. The Bruiser Boy Memorial Show. Tim Rumihara beats Sruda and Yasu in a tag match for the World Titan Champion. SummerSlam, the Mega Powers with Hulk Hogan and 
the Macho Man, Randy Savage, beat DB Austin, Andre the Giant when Elizabeth shows her underwear and everyone gets all excited. And there's kids are like, <laughs> kids are kids are putting that in the spank bank. There's some spank bank at material right there. Or they're rewatching that tape over and over again. And that's about it there. King of the Ring. Uh, do you know who wins King of the Ring in 1988? Is it DiBiase? DiBiase beats Savage in the finals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Super, back. Super Class 3, Lawler beats uh, beats Von Eric. You know the story behind that one, right? Yeah. When they're going over the finish, oh, yeah, I'm good. And then fucking cuts himself with his blade. Goddamn Von Eric. <laughs> and Starcade, Flair beats Luger. We got the, the Class Champions. We talk about all this stuff later. Um, Nothing too crazy. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, WF debuts. These are some debuts for the WF. Mm-hmm. And I might not have gotten all of them. So if you know more, uh, go ahead and input once I'm done. And if people know more, put some in the comments too. Sure. Earl Hebner debuts at the main event. Oh, yeah. 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 Mike McGurk. Either we all love Mike McGurk. Um, let me just get up here there. Brother Love, big boss man. The Rockers kind of. They kind of debuted in 88 because they were in there in 87, but. Jimmy Jack Funk put an end to that. Uh, Powers of Pain, Terry Taylor, Blue Blazer, The Brainbusters, Ronnie Garvin, The Bushwhackers, Tim Horner, and Kurt Henning. If you know anybody else, like, and not too, like, go ahead. Well, Kurt was there in the early 80s. That's fine. No, he, he re-debuted. Uh, okay, fine. Well, then we'll take him out of the fucking picture. But well, anyway, if you have someone else in that list, and not like, I'm not talking like jobbers, I'm talking like Actually, you know who I missed? Bad news. Yeah, bad uh, but I, but he's he's another guy that wrestled for them in the um, in the early days. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So I guess I was right. So the NWA, I only got a few here. Like they were gonna mm-hmm. go down the hill. Uh, Bobby Fulton and Rip Rogers, Rip Morgan, the second assassin. I think I put the name of it. I did not produce the Russian was. assassin. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Champion, Paulie Dangerously, Kendall Wood, Wyndham, and Dustin Rhodes. Can't be Chris Champion. Chris Champion was there the year before in Newbreed. Well, then they screwed up where I read it at. That's on them. But anyway, um, maybe Todd Champion. Yeah, I don't know. Man, it doesn't matter. But anyway, where do you want to start? We have some fun stuff. We have some video clips we can show. And P.S. I want to give a shout out to the place I took the video clips from because I don't want to be a, a douchebag and not shut them out. Because I also run a hard to say people take my clips. Wrestling Club with Darren and Brett. Have you ever seen that uh, YouTube page? I'll check it out. It's really cool. You have a lot of fun with some of the clips. It's a good time. Yeah. I just want to give them a shout out because I did take some of their clips. And, you know, they're probably never going to watch this anyway. But if they ever do watch it, I'm not scamming you. I got you. I'm giving you shout outs for it. Let's start with um, let's start with some of the awards. Let's start with Rookie of the Year. How about we start with the fucking memoriam, man? Oh, every, every time I do, that. do this. Always every do time. This. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. So in memory, uh, these are wrestling personalities who we lost in 1988. It includes Adrian Adonis, Fred Atkins, Bruiser Brody, Bad Leroy Brown, Jim Carlisle, J.R. Foley, Paul Jones, Paul Kelly, Leroy McGurk, Dave McKigney, Mike Sharp Sr. and Tom Thumb. What did Mike Sharp Sr. do? I never even really heard of Mike Sharp Sr. Yeah, he was uh, one half of the Sharp brothers. They were... Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know who you did. Yeah, big I know deal in Japan. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's smart. Okay, so yeah, again, I fucked up again. I always do. I always forget the memorial. <laughs> uh, rookie of the year. Who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Who do you think, who do you think won? 1988 Rookie of the Year. You know what's funny? I thought of it 
earlier, and I forgot it already. I'm going to go with Owen Hart. What do you got there? I can't see who that is. Medusa? Medusa. Nice. That's a good time. That's a yeah, good one. Medusa she was in AWA there. AWA at that point, wasn't she? Yeah, she won the women's title from, I believe, Wendy Richter. Okay. Yep. And who's your uh, runner-ups? Uh, first runner-up is Chris Benoit with 12,950 votes. Second runner-up is Max Payne with 11,258 okay. votes. And third runner-up is Scott Steiner with 10,836 oh. votes. So, all-star lineup. Um, honorable mentions include Brian Pullman, Ricky Rice, Soldat Ustinov, Stephen Casey, DJ Bob Carter and John Paul. Interesting. So Pillman's your, you know, your fourth runner-up essentially. That's yeah, a, that's a good that's, year. Uh, not bad. So my rookie of the year is coming up here. Here we are. And just to say something, you know, that's a song about Gary Albright that I'm playing. Oh, really? It's a song about yeah. I because oh, I was trying that, to find. What's the name of that band? But they have a bunch of songs about about wrestling. Yeah, and it was like, oh, that's kind of cool because he didn't have a theme song. So I was like, okay, so Gary Albright wins. He wins with three hundred thirty points. Uh, Todd Todd Morton second. Ricky Rice is third. Kenta Kabash is four. Yeah. Um, Scott Steiner's five. Katniss Jack Foley. Derek Duke. Scotty the Body. That's my guys. Um, so that's Rookie of the Year. You know, it's funny because I saw Gary Albright during his rookie year um, just on TV. Because he was wrestling in Stampede as Vulcan Singh, uh, one okay. of the Kariachi Vice, which was led by Gama Singh and also had Maka Singh, the, yeah. the eventual Bastion Burger slash Normal Lunatic. Um, so who would you say won that one as far as PWI or why? Oh, it's tough, man. It's, I mean, Albright was okay. He had a good career in Japan. Ooh. It's almost, I don't want to say a tie, but Jesus Christ, it's pretty even. But I'll go with Medusa. Medusa did a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, get a bit of a long run. So I'm going to go to our first clip. Our first clip today. This is going to be some commercials. Okay, so get ready to rock and roll. We're going to start out here with this one. Okay, I finally tracked down Strike Force to talk about the big one. Hostess WrestleMania Four. Collectible WWF wrestling stickers free inside. Specially marked bags of Hostess chips and snacks. Thirty-five all-new stickers plus a chance to be an honorary WWF manager. Details at the Hostess rack. But hurry, it won't last long. So if you're looking for Mr. Fuji or Demolition, you'd better get down to the hostess rack right now. Hey, fellas, come on back. What's think of that? Uh, I love Honor, it. An honorary manager. When, that's got to be like a house show gimmick. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, no it's was, funny because I, I remember collecting those and yeah. it taking forever for me to get Sika and Haunty Talk Man. Yeah, I remember uh, going to the store. Actually, it's funny because I grew up in this neighborhood and I moved. I Back when I grew up here as a kid, mm-hmm. I was at the store like crazy. Getting, like, they got their sales for sure. They definitely got their sales of hostess because I bought yeah. the shit out of them chips, man. But uh, it was it was fun. No, it was cool. Um, let's just do one more. Let's jump into one more here, and then we'll right. uh, we'll go to another award. West Philly tastes great, sir. Would you prefer hamburger A, a Wendy's hamburger which is always made fresh, or hamburger B, which is pre-made and sits around? B. It's hard like my Dale toys. Yes, but wouldn't you rather have the juicy taste of the Wendy's hamburger? Pay no pain, no gain. And that beef burger, that's pain. Yeah, real pain. The kind I like. That burger puts some serious hurt in me. I love it. Got any more? Most people like the taste of fresh. What do you think of that? 
So it's it's cool. It's cool stuff, man. I I I was thinking as I was watching a bit of the game, I thought I want to go in there and mix some shit up a little bit. So that was fun. Okay, let's jump into the next award. We're gonna go with um, it's on your awards and it's wrestle of the year. That goes to me for most disgusting tactic of the year. Let's have a little fun with this one. It's coming up. Exactly what happened at Reunion Arena last night that has left Fritz von Erich critically hospitalized as we speak. Uh, I really don't feel. I'm just going to guess that. You didn't let me oh, guess. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my bad. I get a little ahead of myself, but anyway. I know. Oh, you're okay. I sound, why is he waving in the background? What's he doing back there? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Fritz von Air brushed with death. Those are the ones of fucking yeah. weird bullshit. Yeah. Uh, number two, WWC still employs Jose Gonzalez. WF ignores the death of Adrian Adonis on TV. Carlos Colon uses wife and angle. NWA reviving the Midnight Rider. Arm Winston. NWA and WF ignoring the death of Bruce Brody on TV, which I don't really see that being a big deal. He didn't work. He worked a little bit for WF back in the day, but not really NWA. Not Crockett, um, at least. Yeah, he didn't really work Crockett, but I mean, he was a big enough name that you would think that they would say something. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth's I mean, I mean, I mean it, Gorilla never worked for WCW, and they, they mentioned him. True. Well, Bobby, I think Bobby made him do that, really. Um, Elizabeth taking off her skirt at SummerSlam. NWA using Magnity in an angle and Rick Roots tights. I'll go with that. Fritz von Eric one's pretty, pretty <laughs> accurate. That's some pretty shitty stuff to be doing that stuff. Um, inspiration for rest of the year for you. Yep. I'm going to go with the Hulkster. Your boy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking Lawler, man. Every Gary time. King Lawler. The hell with him. It's inspirational. Yeah, for being a fucking creep. 17,285 votes for the King. Mm. Uh, first runner up is Kerry Von Erich with 15,288 votes. Second runner up is Road Warrior Animal with 10,837 votes. And third runner up is Jake Roberts with 7,148 votes. Honorable mentions tallying 16,074 votes included Hacksaw Duggan, Jason the Terrible, Nikita Koloff, Stan Hansen, Jim Garvin, and Bruiser Brody. Yeah, well, I tell you, all the rest of the guys would fuck Jerry Lawler. I don't like him. So, another commercial app. After each one, let's do another one. Here we go. Superstars of the WWF at 1 900 660 2929. Right, Macho Man? Oh, yeah, this is the Macho Man Randy Seth. And Elizabeth? Yeah, call the action line every day. Yeah. That's 1 900 660 2929. The one and only WWF action line. It's the next best thing to being there. 1 900 660 2929. Be a part of the action. $1.50 per call plus toll a penny. Call the action line every day. Oh, yeah. You know what's interesting about that? They didn't say ask your parents permission before uh, <laughs> that. And the five, call every day. Don't forget every fucking day, kids. Call every day because Elizabeth might be on that line and she might tell you how pretty she is. That is a bunch of that. And you know what's funny? I think I called that once as a kid. The WF one. I want to think I did. I want to think that I, I vaguely remember getting, I got the fan club in I think 89. And I think the number was on it somewhere in the fan club. I think I called it, but it was like a quick one. It wasn't for long. It was, uh, probably, would probably fucking kill me. But yeah, that's a fun little commercial. We're going to probably mix up, throw a commercial after every award. You know what I mean? Maybe we'll do a big bash of them at the end. Um, um, most improved. I'm guessing for you, I'm going to go with Scott Steiner. Sting. Oh, yeah, that makes total fucking sense. I'm an idiot. That's completely (laughs) accurate. Yeah. Um, Go ahead with your runner-ups. Sting gets it with 19,567 votes. First runner-up is The Ultimate Warrior 
with 14,352 votes. Second runner-up is Iceman Parsons with 9,357 votes. And third runner-up is Jeff Jarrett with 7,103 votes. Honorable mentions include Big Boss Man, Jerry Lawler, Lex Luger, Don Morocco, Al Perez, and The Warlord. Why the fuck is Don Morocco on that list? I don't know. How, how the hell did he get better? He got worse I, by a mile. Well, I guess if you compare his 87 to his 88. 87, he's curtain jerking. Yeah, yeah, he does a little bit in 88. At least in an angle in 88. Not the yeah. Bob Orton angle that no one cares about. Plenty is in a, he does a, you know get a world title match or world, yeah. world title shot being in the tournament. Yeah. True. All right, so guess who my most improved is? Is it also Sting? Now, is that his first promo music? Is that his first intro music in NWA? Yes, yes, and that's my favorite Sting song. Everyone after that got progressively worse. So Sting won it with 925 points. Rick Steiner came second with 561 votes. Biff Wellington came third with 507 votes. Sam and Sonofunaki, 485. Chris Benoit, 289. And then honorable mentions, Lex Luger, Johnny Ace, Paul Roma, Steve Cox, Big Van Vader, Mike Rotundo, Dan Crawford, and Jeff Jarrett. Didn't, so they all, didn't they die the same weekend, Biff Wellington and Benoit? I th- yeah, I think. Or is pretty damn close, Ben. Yeah, pretty, pretty close. Yeah, and and they were a tag team in Stampede, and also um, on that clash that I love so much. Yeah. So here's our next commercial. Ends up Friday night. Now the best place to get all of wrestling's latest news and views is the Captain Lou Albano Wrestling Celebrity Hotline at one 909 Everybody knows all you gotta do is pick up the phone and get the uh, hotline results from the Captain Lou Albano, whether it's Star K or whether it's Survivor Series. That's all you gotta do is pick up the heart, baby. It's the only place you can get the results of both events and hear from Captain Lou at the Captain Lou Hotline at 1-900-909-4-LOU. Um, I kind of the part where I was to cost. So if anyone's calling that, don't get pissed at me if you get charged like twenty bucks. I and it, I'll say like the end of that, you see a bit of the other commercial. I'm editing this shit. Like, give me some slack. I took I edited like fucking twenty videos in like twenty minutes. So um, that was just kind of fun. The Lou Albano thing, and I mean, goddamn, that talk about a scam and a half. Oh like, my god, it's fucking Lou's drunk out of his mind most of the time. Yeah, doesn't know where he's at, and it's just Lou's probably at his house answering the phone. It's like, hey, it's Lou. What's going on? Like, what the fuck am I doing calling? Yeah, that's, but yeah, that's just a, that was a funny one. There's some really cool stuff on that guy's site. I get people to check it out. Some he has like commercials from uh, like almost 85, like up. So, there's some really fun, fun ones on there. The next one we're gonna go with is Mantra of the Year, and I'm a first. So, guess who my Mantra of the Year is? <laughs> Let Come me on. see. Does his name rhyme with Bim Cornette? Oh, Jesus. I will say they had some kick-ass theme music, man. I yeah. love the Midnight Express theme music. That's really awesome. Um, and, yeah, and, you know, I got to say, uh, the, the network's version is a fair, like, it's not as nearly as good, but if you're going to copy it or, or do a bastardized version of it, you could do a lot worse than what they did. Oh, and they have some ones they do a lot worse with. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, Jim Cornette won with 2,000 votes. 2,000 points, sorry. Pauly Dangerously came second. And P.S., remember I said Pauly Dangerously might win that? You're like, why would he win it? Bobby Heenan, 
J.J. Dillon, Dallas Page, and then all mentioned Jimmy Hart. Who do you think won it for uh, PWI? I'm going to go with Jim Cornette also. Oh, J.J. Dillon. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, J.J. Dillon wins it with 13,838 votes. Uh, First runner-up is Elizabeth with 12,285 votes. Second runner-up is Jim Cornette with 12,138 votes, so pretty close. Third runner-up is Paulie Dangerously with 6,385 votes. And honorable mentions include Paul Ellering, Jimmy Hart, Mr. Fuji, Bobby Heenan, Diamond Dallas Page, and Downtown Bruno. I'm going to go with uh, – I'll go Cornette on that one. I'm going to have to because Cornette had a better – Dylan was good, but Cornette had a better year. All right, our next commercial. Here it is. These are the biggest and baddest wrestlers in the entire world. And they're waiting to take you on in the ring. Or you can take them on with the claims VCR WrestleMania game. This- okay, I'm getting out the hell out of there before I get hit with copyright. Well, you know, I was going to say, why are you telling the story about you getting this game? Oh, the fucking must. Remember how much I paid for it? It was $100 for this. Stop This guy right here pays $100 to get the WrestleMania, the VCR game. Oh, my God, man. Leaves it here. Yeah, no, I left the tape. Didn't leave the tape. I didn't leave the whole thing. You left the tape. I left the tape. It was. It, for me, that story about that thing was, as a kid, man, I would have killed three people to get that game because I was so yeah. pumped. And then I ended up getting it, I think, for like maybe Christmas or something, and it being very underwhelming. You know, not the, the one I wanted was micro league wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that looked really cool. Yeah, that was definitely cool. But that, I mean, do we even play this when we went to? I think we were in our twenties. We, we played it once, and that was it. Yeah, we, we got the gist. We and then we got, we, I think we partied the next day and a little too hard. I think a lot of money got spent that weekend. Who knows? I think the, I think the $100 was the least of my worries <laughs> yeah. by, the end, by the end of Saturday. <laughs> anyway, um, so next one, before halftime, I'm going to go with Feud of the Year. Okay. I'm picking for you, uh, Savage and D.B. Austin. Or no, it's probably Flair and Sting. Flair and who? You don't know who this is? Luger. Okay. Uh, Rick Flair and the total package. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, they had they, a big run there. Yeah, they win it with uh, fourteen thousand three hundred forty-eight votes. First runner-up is Rick Rude versus Jake Roberts with thirteen thousand nine hundred twenty-four votes. Yeah. Second runner-up is Kerry Von Erich versus Jerry Lawler with eleven thousand eight hundred thirty-six votes. Third runner-up is Mega Powers versus Mega Bucks with ten thousand nine hundred fifty-nine votes. And all of the mentions include Andre the Giant versus Hacksaw Duggan, Tony Blanchard and Arn Anderson versus the Midnight Express, Brutus Beefcake versus the Haunty Talk Man, Ted DiBiase versus Randy Savage, Barbarian and Warlord versus the Road Warriors, and Michael Hayes versus Buddy Roberts. Did you ever hear about the Barbarian Warlord thing? What happened in that feud? They didn't want to take the bumps on the uh we'll get the, we'll the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like... I don't blame me. That scaffold match is crazy. Uh, guess who my feud of the year is? Excuse me. Is it Rude, Rude and Jake? Oh, and there they go. The Fantastics. The Midnight Express. And they... Quick enough. That's the can't copyright. Yeah, the Fantastic Midnight Express got 1,068 points. Randy Sowers and Teddy Biasi got 875. 
Jerry Lawler and Eddie Gilbert got 401. Tenru and Hara against Saruda and Yasto got 271. Flair and Sting got 208. Arnold mentions Jake and Rude, Midnight Express, and Tully Branson and Aaron Anderson. Midnight Express and the original Midnight Express. Jerry Lawler and Vaughn Eric and Flair and Luger. That's the last one. Yeah. I'll go with the Midnight's and Fantastics on that one. Okay. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Are you enjoying the episode? Well, Cash App us. That's right. Dollar sign BTSTS. You don't have Cash App? Download it and get $5. That's right. $5. That's dollar sign BTSTS. Dollar sign BTSTS. Hey, just a quick reminder, subscriber of $5, $7, or $10 at www.patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit without a G. That's right, shooting the shiznit without a G. Hey, use our Uber Eats code, Eats-BrianT24790UE. That's eat dash Brian T two four seven nine zero UE. Use that code and get twenty dollars off a twenty-five dollar order. Hey, I just want to take a moment to tell you about Athletic Brewing Company. This might sound strange to some people, but ABC makes non-alcoholic brews. That's right. I like to taste the beer. With my food, but not the alcohol. If you go to tiny.one slash stspod2022, that's tiny.one slash stspod2022, and try a six-pack, use that link. If you buy a six-pack, you get one for free. Athletic Brewing Company. Shooting the Shiznit is exclusively sponsored this month by SpunkLube.com. SpunkLube is an award-winning personal lubricant that's fun. SpunkLube is available in four varieties, hybrid, pure silicone, natural, and pink. The newest addition to the SpunkLube family is SpunkLube Pink. The pink formula is colorful and fun to use. It's a special hybrid formula that's non-sticky and non-staining. All of their products are shipped in discreet packaging from D Enterprises. Please go to spunklube.com and order a unique, fun-to-use personal lubricant. Jackson, Tennessee, Memphis Wrestling is back! And you can watch it every Saturday night at 11 p.m. on CBS starting March 5th. This ain't your grandpa's Memphis Wrestling. Campbell, Missouri, April the 9th, American Hostile Championship Wrestling at the Campbell Community Center. Field time, 7.30. Call 636-232-3313. All the top American Hostile Championship Wrestling stars and Rhino. Gar! 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 Be there! 
Have you voted in the Taj yet? That's right. It's Munch Madness. It is the Tournament of Junk, the 13th annual Tournament of Junk. You get to vote on all your favorite junk foods this year. And this year, we know that you guys need something sweet in your lives because it's been a rough couple of years. So it is the exclusive All Sweets edition of the 2022 TOJ. That's right. It's All Sweets. So it's candy versus cookies versus cakes versus pies, etc. So how do you vote? How do you participate? You go on my Twitter. It's at ChocolatierLL. That's C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-I-E-R-L-L. You can go on my Twitter. The polls are up there daily. You can also vote via email at lanlevi7 at aol.com. That's right, because I'm old. And you can vote either way. The more you vote, the more often you get a chance to win. One lucky voter will be drawn at random after the entire tournament is over, and you will win a $50 prize pack of junk food. So vote with us every day. It's running every night on Twitter and on email. Catch us then and vote for the Taj. You'll be glad you did. party at Dave and Buster's is WWE Wrestlemania. Join us Saturday and Sunday, April 2nd and 3rd. It's free. Plus, we'll give you a free power card. That's Dave and Buster's Wolf Chase. So we're going to jump in to our halftime real quick here, and then we'll do little videos after that. We'll hop back into it. So our halftime show is different. At this point, 1988, you're eight years old, I'm 10. This was kind of tough for me to really pick. What your favorite, I'll let you go first. Your favorite TV show, your favorite movie. Not for, It doesn't have to be for that time frame. Your favorite movie at that time, okay? Yep. And your favorite album. Uh, my favorite TV show was tough, honestly. It was a show uh, called be- Tough, eh? Oh, that's cool. No, no. no. Uh, it, it was between two, but I, I think I settled on Wonder Years. Okay. Um, I didn't re- like for me at that time. It was more about the cartoons mm-hmm. and and the wrestling. Like if, if wrestling would count, I would have included superstars well, no. of wrestling. You can't count that. Yeah. So I, I went with Wonder Years because it was something that I, I dug right from the get go, and mm-hmm. that was my favorite TV show at the time. Looking back retroactively. Mm-hmm. Seeing uh, the shows that were that were on, I I had to give it to either Golden Girls or Roseanne. Yeah, yeah, Roseanne. I didn't think it was that great in '88. Yeah, I think they kind of hit their peak a few years later. But yeah, it was still you're good. probably right. Yeah, it was still good. Um, what was your favorite movie? My favorite movie is the exact same uh, at the okay. time and now. Like, but I I looked at films that were released in 1988, and I'd seen this yeah. movie in 1988, um, and yep. that is. They live. Okay. Um, I was drawn to it because of Piper's yeah. presence. Same reason I was Body Slam. Um, and that was not uh, a bad movie. They Live's pretty decent, actually. They Live's great. Yeah, yeah. John Trapper's best movie, uh, Hand to God. I know some people will say Halloween. Other people will say The Thing. I'm a, I'm a They Live guy. And favorite album? At the time, was tough. Like, we, we, yeah, talked who about were you, we, we listened to it. Like, they had 10 and 8. Well, I was still listening to Piledriver mostly. Yeah. I, I would I would say I would alternate between Piledriver and WrestleMania, the album, and also like weird stuff. Like um, I remember getting Alice Cooper's Raise Your Fist and Yell because he was at WrestleMania 3. But I would say, looking back at it now, as a, as a middle-aged man, I got to say 
Buenas Noches from a Lonely Room by Dwight Yoakam is my favorite album that was released in the year 1988. I'm a huge Dwight Yoakam fan. I've seen him live like four times. Best live performance I've ever seen. So for me, my favorite show at the time was ALF. I was a big ALF fan. Still a big ALF fan to this day. But yeah. even then, that's when ALF, like, that's the last good year of ALF. After that, it gets real fucking stupid. But it's still, <laughs> I'm 10. My favorite yeah. movie at the time was Back to the Future. Even though well, it was wait like a Go ahead. Is, is ALF your favorite show looking back on it now? Oh, I'll, get to, I'll get to the next I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my favorite movie then was Back to the Future. I was massive. Oh, still in 88. Didn't matter. It was still, but I'm going to. That doesn't count. I said favorite movie at the time. It doesn't have to be from 88. Oh, I'm calling, like, I'm calling like it is. Well, then, okay, never mind. Then I'll, I got it right at the top of my head right now. Then my favorite movie at the time would have probably been Moving by Richard Pryor. Oh, Moving, yeah, yeah, I love that's that movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was probably part of the reason I loved it, but I'll, I, that's quick enough. Yeah, my favorite album at the time was George Michael Faith, oh, which I liked, and I was allowed to listen to it because there was talks about sexual relations in it. He wasn't talking about girls either. Um, now you know, you say Golden Girls. That's a good pick. And by the way, Golden Girls is actually on Disney. It's on that. Yeah, I seen it last night on the, on the app. I'm going to go Cheers. Oh, yeah. Cheers was, yeah, Cheers is still my show. Uh, Beetlejuice. Now, at, at this time, was uh, is it still Diane or is Rebecca? No, it's Rebecca, but it's still my favorite show. It's still good. I mean, I, I find Cheers, even Cheers like later, it gets a little bad, but it's not horrible. It's not yeah. like really, really bad. It gets a little hokey. Um, my favorite movie, back, Beetlejuice. I still love Beetlejuice. That's great. My favorite album now from back then, Gene R. Lies, Guns N' Roses. So, yeah, that's that. Let's do a couple more uh, of our commercials. Where are we at here? Here's one. Well, actually, go ahead. Let me let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. 10-year-old Scott Bernard, who was your favorite professional wrestler? <sighs> you know this answer. I told you this before. Remember, we were laughing about it. So, 1988. This guy's favorite wrestler. You're, you're you, the the viewer, taking time out of your busy life. <laughs> to watch so that's him. it. That's the end of this view. And there was a <laughs> couple. There was a couple. They were all bad, but this was uh, a fucking flies over us. Dude, I'll tell you who it is. My favorite wrestler as ten year old Scott Bernard was George Steele. <laughs> I, I know it's fucking bad. And Don Morocco. I like Don Morocco too. No, I'm saying like not 1986. George Steele was like a hot angle. We're no. talking 1988, George Hill of Steel. Yeah, Barely hits on pay-per-view. Bad. Definitely bad. <laughs> I'll never deny that. But, you know, whatever. I'll be, hey, I'll admit to it. I think this came up. Someone posted something on one of the Facebook pages and said, I'm embarrassed to say it. I was a George Steele fan as a 10-year-old. Don't be embarrassed by anything. Um, Don Morocco was another one of my favorites. And Hulk, who, do you, who, I was, who, do think, who do you think mine was? A little Bigelow. She was nope. a Bigelow guy. No, you know, I, I like Bam Bam, but he's like, he's just okay. I don't know if he would make my top, he'd probably make my top 200, but just barely. Um, who was who was your favorite as a kid? At eight years old was the macho man, Randy Savage. Yeah, I remember my uncle, my my, my aunt was dating this guy, she ended up marrying him, and they were talking about wrestling, and his, that was his favorite wrestler, he was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I was a big Savage fan too, big Hogan fan. All right, so let's go into the commercials real quick here. Actually, this one's a little bit of a sadder note, but this is kind of interesting. I found this on there. A wrestler prior to a bout in Puerto Rico. 42-year-old Brody brought his pro wrestling act to St. Louis in 1979, and he's been a favorite in St. Louis ever since. 
His menacing looks gave him the reputation of a madman inside the ring, but a longtime wrestling promoter and others remember a very different man. Uh, a type of uh, uh, family man. You would never know that this was the same personality in the ring was going to mash somebody with a chair or throw him over the top rope. Brody is survived by his wife and seven. Yeah, so so I found on YouTube. I just typed in a few things, but yeah. So I mean, it, it sucks, but it's a big deal in '88. We can kind of go over that real quick because I mean, that's I never knew about that. I don't, I don't know when I first heard about it. Probably the magazines I heard about yeah. that, but really crazy in the, the way they went about doing it, the way they basically sent subpoenas out after the trial. That's kind of shady. And yeah, so let's jump into the next one. Um, Best babyface, most popular wrestler, and I'm gonna go. I'm first. Mm -hmm. I want you to guess who mine is. Is it Sting? I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. I'm going to go into my notes here and find Best Babyface. So Hulk Hogan wins it with seven, well, 1,172 points. Sting wins number two. Akira Maid is three. Randy Savage is four. Nagoto, Nag I can't pronounce her last name. You know what I'm talking about? The woman wrestler from Japan? Okay, we'll skip her. Ultimate Warrior with an asterisk by because he calls it, calls it the Anabog Warrior. Anabog Warrior. That. Yeah. Rick Steiner and Elizabeth is number, is I'll mention. You know, um, it's so it's so funny that he that he does that because you might as well say the anabolic macho man or the Hulk anabolic or anabolic. Oh, know, he hates the warrior. They're, he they're all on roids in '88. Yeah, oh yeah, big time on roids. Um, I guess it for you, I'm gonna go Sting, Luger, no Savage. Oh. Sorry, that's my bad. I, yeah. I I know I'm tired. Leave me alone. Um, this, the macho um, man. Yeah. It's an interesting thing, and it's very interesting to compare the two. So you go ahead with your uh, after, uh, like who else is in there, sure. and we'll talk about it. Sure, Savage wins it with seventeen thousand nine hundred twenty-eight votes. First runner-up is Hulk Hogan with sixteen thousand three hundred seventy-five votes. Second runner-up is Sting with fourteen thousand four hundred ninety-five votes. Third runner-up is Lex Luger with twelve thousand two hundred ninety-three votes. And honorable mentions include Jerry Lawler, Dusty Rhodes. Hacksaw Duggan, The Ultimate Warrior, Jake Roberts, and Kerry Von Erich. So that's a very interesting debate in that one. Who got it right? Mm. I'm going with think? Savage. I'm going with Savage, man. Yeah. I got to go with Savage because... Well, he was there a full year. Hogan exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Savage is the guy. That's who you go with. Uh, so the next one we're going to go with is Tag Team of the Year. You're up first. I'm going to go with the Midnight Express. Road Warriors. Okay. Yeah. Animal. Yeah, they were big. They were big PWI guys. They PWI loved them. Yeah. I remember the, them being number one in the tag team rankings in the in the ranking okay. section. Well past them being champions, like it yeah. was always be like Road Warriors number two contenders, but they're number one. Anyway, uh, they, they win it with fourteen thousand nine hundred twenty-four votes. Uh, first runner-up is the Midnight Express with thirteen thousand eight hundred twenty-five votes. Second runner-up is Demolition with 11,589 votes. Third runner-up is Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson with 8,248 votes. And honorable mentions include Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond, Warlord and Barbarian, The Fantastics, The Heart Foundation, 
Sean and Steve Simpson, and Carrie and Kevin Von Erich. All right, so guess what mine is? I'm going to say Midnight Express. Yes, it's the Midnight Express. Uh, they win with 1,705 votes. The second is a fantastic, well, 700 votes. So There's a thousand difference. Um, our neighbors are Telly Blanchard, Footloose, Kawada, and Fiaki, uh, uh, Tenro, and Hera, then Road Warriors, Crush Gals, Pat Tanak, and Paul Diamond, Rockers, and Samoan SWAT team. I'm going to go with the Midnight Express on that one over the Road Warriors. We're going to jump into. Your editor's award, which is my reader's favorite wrestler award. I want you to guess who got it for me. Is it Ric Flair? It's funny because you hear the crowd in the background. I couldn't find his original NWA theme, so I ended up getting it. I took it off Starcade 87. That's why you hear the crowd in the background. Uh, yeah, Rick Flair won 124 votes. Owen Hart won it, won it, won it, came second, 45. Bruiser Brody, Teddy Biossi, Midnight Express, Takata, and then the rest of them Barry Windham, Bret Hart, Akira Maida, Terry Funk, Sting, Fujinami, Savage, and Chosu. Who, who do you think won it? The Editor's Award. I'm going to go with Brody. Yes, but it's a dual winner. It's Brody and Adonis. Brody and Adrian Adonis. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Just basically because they both passed away. Now, Adonis died. Like, that's a crazy one. And I'll say something about Newfoundland. You go, you go ahead there. Yeah. It's, it's our wives yeah. accepting it. I'll say something about Newfoundland. I've been to Newfoundland. I apologize to any th- a six, if one of the 63 viewers is from Newfoundland. I do not like Newfoundlands. I was there for a work thing, and this was in probably, well, remember, we were talking that time. I was in the airport. Yeah. Yeah. It was what, December? It was in December? December 2019. I remember it literally. It was um, the last good winter before the, the new times. I remember getting dark at like four o'clock and just being like, oh, so I didn't know. I did not like it. Um, let's well, jump and, pl- and plus, if, if I may. Oh, sure. The, the, the time being a half an hour is such bullshit because oh, it's, it's, so not, up. It's, it's not 5 and 5.30 all the time. Sometimes it's 5.14 and then you have to figure out what the hell time it is in other parts of the world. It's like, oh, you, yeah, stupid. And you were staying at my house. I totally forgot you were staying at my house when I was in Newfoundland. Yeah. And I'll tell you, man, I was never so happy to get home in my life. Um, now we're going to go match of the year. And I'm going to guess your match of the year. Hulk Hogan versus Andre Giant in the main event. <laughs> It is indeed. Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Do you remember I told you? Remember I told you? I said I know one of the, I because I remember that vividly being the match of the year. And what the fuck were these people thinking? This was my very first uh PWI year-end awards. And and I remember everything in this magazine because yeah. I would look at it like it was the freedom of the Bible and I lived in oh, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Hogan and Andre win it with 13,285 votes. Uh, first runner up is Sting versus Ric Flair from the inaugural Clash of the Champions with 12,848 votes. Second runner up is Jerry Lawler versus Kurt Henning with 10,954 votes. 
Third runner-up is Ultimate Warrior versus Honky Tonk Man with 10,123 yeah, <laughs> And honorable mentions, there's a few. Uh, Kevin Von Erich winning the World Class title from Al Perez on March 6th in Dallas. Randy Savage's victory over Ted DiBiase in the final of the WrestleMania 4 title tournament on March 27th. Sting and Lex Luger's April 23 victory over Tully Blanchard and Aaron Anderson in the final of the Crockett Cup. Rick Flair's victory over Lex Luger on July 10 in Baltimore. The Mega Powers defeat of the Mega Bucks on August 29 at SummerSlam is it. So I think my match of the year was. Is it Sting Flair? Talk about, before I get into the honorable mentions, a career match right there for Sting. Like, yeah, you made from him. Being, like, what was Sting doing before the mid-carding pretty much? Yeah, he was like, at, to put it in perspective, at Star T87, he was in the opener in a six-man yeah. tag. Teaming yeah. with Hayes and Garvin against Zabisco, Al Perez, and Eddie Dilbert, I think. And to go from that to a, a career-making match, it, it yeah. made Sting. And, you know, you can talk all the shit you want about Ric Flair. He was not afraid of making some competition so that, yeah. you know, he, he has somebody to work with. Yeah, And no, there are a lot of top guys that wouldn't do that or that as soon as you had your run with them, you were, you know, shuffled back down the card. Yeah. I'm not going to name any names. But I will say this. That was probably my third favorite match on the first Clash. And also, I'd say Sting is one of my least favorite Flair opponents because with whether it be Luger or Nikita or Garvin or Steamboat or whomever, it seemed like it was more of a, a, a mix-up. Like, you could watch multiple matches and yeah. see di different spots. You've seen one Sting Flare match. You've seen every single Sting yeah, Flare yeah. match. So that was match of the year. Uh, Runner-ups are Midnight Express and the Fantastics on the same card. Midnight Express and the Fantastics again on April 26th. Footloose against Nick Nakaono and Takaono from Corrigan Hall in Tokyo. I got it right at the end. Give me some credit. Uh, D.B. Austin Savage from MSG with that crazy fan. I think Climb the K is like a fucking little idiot. Like, what the hell was that fan thinking? Anoki and Fujinami. Anoki, Fujinami and Chosu. Tenru Hara against Ruda and Yasto from Osaka. August 30th, Midnight Express against Telly Blanchard Anderson, August 26th. Teddy Biasi and Randy Savage for the cage match, July 22nd. That's my bad. That's the match where the fan tries to get in. Owen Hart against Hase. Hase against Kashinaka. Jumbo Ruda against Tiger Mask. Owen Hart against Yama. Yama D. Yama. I can't pronounce it. Uh, and that's the hell of that shit. That's the rest. That's all. But anyway, yeah, I mean, you got to go with Sting. Sting yeah, I think I think Hogan. PWI had a better match. I think I, over Hogan and Andre, yeah, let's be real. I mean, listen, yeah. as a kid, Hogan and Andre was fucking huge, man. I mean. Yeah, but even yeah. so, it didn't seem like it was as good as Mania 3. It That's true. That is actually true. I think they have a better match Mania 3, which is yeah. not saying much, but definitely better. Uh, Wrestler of the Year. So I want you to guess who my rest of the year is. Is it Ric Flair? Were you shocked by that? You look shocked. I, I was very shocked by that because yeah. it's not Ric Flair. Yeah, it's Akira Maida yeah. with uh, 1,304 votes. Points, I mean. Ric Flair yeah. came second with 712 votes. Fujinami was third with 608. Savage was fourth with 597. Teddy Biasi was four, fifth with 510. 
Jerry Lawler, Owen Hart, Bruiser Brody, Eddie Gilbert, Barry Wyndham, and Sting. And I'm guessing for yours, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Absolutely. That's who it is, yeah. And so give me give me runner-ups. Randy Savage wins it with 16,397 votes. First runner-up, Jerry Lawler with 13,472 votes. Okay. Second runner-up, Lex Luger with 12,674 votes. Third runner-up, Ric Flair with 10,258 votes. Honorable mentions include Hulk Hogan, The Haunty Talk Man, Dusty Rhodes, Sting, Kerry Von Eric, and Barry Windham. Uh, I'm going to go with Savage because I didn't see any of Caramaya's stuff. I don't. I would not know it if I seen it. So I know it's uh, that's just what it is. So we're going to go to Mr. Andrew. You got some predictions for him for 1989? Or sorry, yeah, let's, let's hear it. I'm going to read. Uh, I'm going to read four. Okay. Uh, so. Here's what the fans of Poison Illustrated and their sister publications assumed was going to happen in 1989. Join the WWF will be Kevin Kelly, the Road Warriors with a new look, Tiho Khan, Jason Materable as a rule breaker, and Jimmy Valiant. Leaving the WWF will be Junkyard Dog, Ron Bass, the Killer Bees, half right, and Joe LaDuke. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Kendall Wyndham will defeat Eric Embry for the WCCW light heavyweight title. WrestleMania 5 will be so bad halfway through the card, the crowd will disperse. Max, Max Payne will enter the AWA and challenge Ronnie Garvin for the AWA TV belt. Kurt Hound will win the WF world title from Randy Savage at SummerSlam 89. Stampede Wrestling will expand. The NWA world title will go to Lex Luger, but Ric Flair will win it back around October. Flair will lose the title to Bam Bam Bigelow and retire shortly thereafter. The Honky Tonk Man will put in a record with songs written by himself, Jimmy Hart, and Dave Rosenbaum. Greg Gagne will break the 220-pound barrier. Huh, and that was Eric McHugh from Tom's River, New Jersey. Next, we've got newcomers to the NWA will be the British Bulldogs, Jerry Lawler, Tito Santana, and Kurt Henning. Mike Rotundo will lose the NWA World TV title to Steve Williams. Newcomers to the WF will be Wahoo McDaniel, Rick Morton, Brad Armstrong, and Eddie Gilbert. Oh, for four, buddy. Um, uh, Ron Bass will be injured and have his head shaved by Brutus Beefcake. Nailed that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, Nikita and Ivan Koloff will send the Russian assassins back to Russia. Jim Crockett and Vince McMahon will finally join join forces to create one giant supercard that will see matches such as Andre the Giant versus Dusty Rhodes, Rick Flair versus Randy Savage, Lex Luger versus Hulk Hogan, Demolition versus the Road Warriors, and the Heart Foundation versus the Midnight Express. Dream page. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was uh, Pete Amoruso Uh, from Garfield, New Jersey. So New Jersey, heavily represented with their predictions. Um, next up, we've got Gary Hart will pay Ronnie Garvin fifty thousand dollars. I thought Gary Hart was one given the. I was like Gary Hart. Let's keep going. Sorry. Gary Hart will pay Ronnie Garvin fifty thousand dollars to return to the NWA. Sunshine will return to wrestling. Greg Valentine and Sherry Martell will start dating. Super Clash '89 will be held outdoors and will capture the outdoor attendance record. <laughs> no, no, it won't. <laughs> 
Uh, Ric Flair will tour the AWA World Class, Continental, and CWA areas to defend his NWA World Title. Magnum TA will return to wrestling. Ted DiBiase will successfully buy all the WF titles and will share the tag team title with Andre the Giant. That was Marcio Parker from St. Petersburg, Florida. That's right there, buddy. Didn't get any right. Um, Next up, last we go to Jeff Gorman from Akron, Ohio, who had these predictions. Randy Savage will turn against Hulk Hogan and defend the WF World belt against them at WrestleMania 5 in a cage match. Both wrestlers will exit the cage simultaneously. They will stand each other in confusion until they are attacked by Ted DiBiase, the Honky Talk Man, and the Bobby Heenan family. A huge cage war will ensue, and Savage and Hogan will clean house and become friends again. Savage oh, will keep the belt. Yeah. Warm and fuzzies. Yeah. Uh, Rick Flair will come close to losing his NWA world title to Bam Bam Bigelow at a Clash of the Champions. But they love Bigelow. The- but he will lose the belt during the Great American Bash to Sting. It's off uh, by year. Yeah, off by year, yeah. The ultimate winner will hold his intercontinental title until August when he'll lose it to Rick Rude. Almost lost in April. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Owen Hart, Bruce Hart, and Brian Pillman will join the Hart Foundation, making it the most powerful group of the WAF. The kind of. Yeah, it's off yeah, by yeah. a decade. Yeah. Um, the Killer Bees will go to the AWA and beat Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond for the AWA World Tag Team belts. Karachi Vice will invade the WWF, causing Stampede to merge into the WWF. Slick will assign Kamala and King Kong Bundy to join Bubba Rogers and One Man Gain in the stable. They will form an elite group called Four Elephants. Jerry Ryan will lose the AWA World Title in Japan to Tatsumi Fujinami, who will thrill AWA fans with an American tour. Oh yeah, that's uh, okay. <clears throat> Let's jump into mine here. Yeah, most most outstanding wrestler Fujinami, most unimproved. Guess who it is? Is it Andre Bigelow? Oh, oh, most, most obnoxious. Is it Hogan? Dusty. Oh, best on interviews. Is that Flair? Jim Cornette. Oh. Most charismatic. Is that Hogan? Sting. Hogan was second. Jesus. Best technical wrestler. Is it Akira Maeda? Fujinami. Oh. Best brawler. Brody? Brody. Best flying wrestler. Is this Owen? Yeah. Most overrated. I honestly don't know. I'm going to say Hogan. Dusty. Oh, yeah. Warriors second, Hogan's third, Koloff is fourth, Bravo's fifth. Most underrated. It's Brett. Tiger Mask. Benoit's second, Owen Hart's third, Brian Ar- Brett Armstrong's fourth, Sam Houston's fifth. Best promotion. It's the New Japan. New Japan, like every year. This is called the New Japan Award. <laughs> best, best television show. Is it Superstars? Uh, New Japan. Uh, oh. Superstars is second. Best television announcer? Jim Ross. Jim Ross and your boy Tony Suwani gets third, and your boy Girl Monsoon gets an honorable mention. Worst television announcer? 
Is it a gorilla? David Crockett. Oh, yeah. Billy Graham second. Uh, gorilla's fifth. So here's the other ones. Best wrestling move. I won't even bet you. The shooting star press. Hardest worker. This is, these have a hardest worker award. Is it Flair? Flair, yeah. DB Aussie's second. Eaton's third. Owen's fourth. Biggest shock of the year. Was it the um, the, the, the twin referee angle? No, no. This is legit. Like this isn't like it's the uh, Brody murder. Oh yeah. And then car accident of Adrian Adonis. Success at UWF in Japan. Um, Ted Turner buys Crockett and Barry Windham turns heel. Best color commentator. Is it Jesse? Jesse wins by a shit ton. He gets 345 <laughs> points. Maka Singh is second with 40 points. So Jesse wins by over 300 points. Strongest wrestler. Is it Steve Williams? Steve Williams, yeah. Rus- Reader's least favorite wrestler. Is it Dusty? Dusty gets a lot of hate this year, man. Yeah. Also, yeah. Ultimate- I just gave you that one. Is it Warrior? Well, Ultimate Warrior's second. Hogan's third. Jose Gonzalez is fourth for good reason. Jim Duggan, and then Arnold Manson, Junkyard Dog, a.k.a. Junk Food Dog and The Observer. Andre Giant. The worst wrestler. Thank you. Is it Andre? Warrior. Oh. Andre's second. Junkyard Dog is third. Dino Bravo is fourth. Rufus Jones is fifth. Worst tag team. Is it Killer Bees? Bolsheviks. Oh. It's a very good pick. Worst television show. AWA? Yeah. Worst manager. Mr. Fuji? Mr. Fuji Award. <laughs> worst match worst match of the year. It should be Jake and Rude from Mania 4, but it's probably going to be Hogan and Andre. Nope. Harris, Harris I, Wazama versus Tom McGee from Japan. Oh, yeah. Second is Warrior Hercules from WrestleMania 4. Third is Warrior Hawkins Man from SummerSlam. Fourth is Andre and Junkyard Dog from Paris. That's a pretty bad match. I've seen it. Uh, yeah. Jake and Jake and Rude is the worst from WrestleMania four. Hogan and Andre, Hogan and Andre again, and Savage and Andre. Worst feud. Go ahead. If, if I can just interrupt there, yeah, a match like Warrior and Honky Tonk shouldn't even sniff that because it did its purpose. Oh, it Warrior over, and a match like Jake and Rude is dreadful torture. That was visual torture. I, I'm surprised they went along with the feud. I'm surprised they didn't consider getting rid of the feud altogether. Well, let's be let's let's face facts. Ring work has never impacted anything to do with that company. Sure. Uh, worst worst feud. Ooh, is it like Bravo and somebody? Midnight Rider and Telly Blanchard. Uh, Second, Jim Duggan and Dino Bravo. Third, yeah. Brutus Beefcake and Ron Bass. Fourth, Junkyard Dog and Ron Bass. The Koloffs of the Russian Assassins. Our message, Andre and Jim Duggan. Sullivan and Garvin. Koloff and Perez. Greg Valentine, Don Morocco. Warrior and Hawking Top Man. Jerry Lawler and Kerry Von Eric. Warrior and Hercules. Worst on interviews. Is it Warrior? Steve Williams. And he got a ton of votes. He must have been oh, really bad. Yeah. yeah, he was. 
like that year, I've heard his injuries aren't horrible. Warriors second, Von Eric's third, Tony Rich is fourth, Andre Giant is fifth. Worst promotion. Is it AWA? AWA. Best Booker. Choshu? Eddie Gilbert. No, Baba. Oh, Eddie Gilbert. Yeah, Pat Patterson and McMahon got second. Akira Maida is third, and Eric Embry is fourth. Best promoter. Is Vince? Vince. Yeah, Akira Maida is second. Jerry Jarrett's third. Gary Juster is fourth. Johnny Baba is fifth. Best gimmick. <clears throat> That's tough. Um, is it Rick Steiner? It is Varsity Club with Rick Steiner. Uh, so you kind of got it right, yeah. Uh, second's Vader. Third, Millionaire Man. Big Boss Man. Brother Love. Buddy Rose. Avalanche is Beach Boys. Honking Tonk Man and Rick Rue Kissing Girls. Uh, Honking Tonk Man was a killer, killer, killer gimmick in 87. But once he lost in 88, that was the end of him. Yeah, he's done. Worst gimmick. We're almost done. we got one more left to that. Is it Red Rooster? Midnight Rider. They hate Dusty. They fucking hate him. Uh, Brutus is second. Akeem is third. Mr. Perfect is fourth. I don't know why Mr. Perfect's that bad. How's Unif- Rooster not on there, but Perfect is? I know. Eh? Uh, Unifying the NWA world class title. I don't know how that's not a gimmick. That, wait, that's stupid. That is I stupid. I, listen, I'm just reading it, brother. Just give me a second. Uh, King Haku, Brother Love, The Ultimate Warrior, Big Van Vader, Rude Kissing Girls, as they, were, they said it was good earlier. And last one, Red Rooster. So yeah, that's that. And the last one, the most embarrassing wrestler. Is it Andre? No, Dusty. No. Oh, boy. That's my my boy. Hogan? George the Animal Steel. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Um, You would have got along perfect with the Observer readers. I know. Ten-year-old Scott. What are you guys talking about? These sons of bitches. that hammerlock is awesome. Dusty Rhodes was second. Ultimate Warrior was third. Jose Gonzalez was fourth, third tie with the Ultimate Warrior. So Jose Gonzalez murdered a man, but they hated as much as the Ultimate Warrior. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Invaders pretty good at the, in the wrestling ring. Johnny uh, Baba's fifth tie with Andre. I'll mention Akeem, Jimmy Valiant, and Rick Rude. So that, ladies and gentlemen, was the year 1988. Through the eyes of the Wrestling Observer, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. You go ahead. And yeah, who, who, who do you think uh, did a better job at summing up the year that was 1988? For Scott Bernard, 10 year old, it's the PWI, man. But I mean, they, really? yeah, but they, they really fucked around with something. But yeah, I mean, what was the uh, numbering? What at number two? Uh, it was four to three for Wrestling Observer. Oh, really? Well, I guess yeah, I was because, when I was 10. <laughs> Um, I know I certainly was. Uh, I, I considered at the time because I didn't subscribe to any newsletters. I didn't even know. Well, about no, you were you were eight. How the fuck were you subscribing to it when you were eight? Mom, give me an observer subscription. This was my observer as a, as a young kid. You feel like you're on the. You've got some inside knowledge far yeah. more than the ones who only watch television. The magazines felt like well. I, I'm finding it arena reports. So I, I know what they're doing in Milwaukee and Memphis and, and stuff yeah. like that. And, and and the fact that they referenced history. And if you yeah, only yeah. follow yeah. WF, as soon they as the guy left the promotion, he was gone. Yeah, that existed again. Yeah. 
No, it was um, it was a fun one. I think we're in then commercials and listen, boys kind of come at me and say, "Hey, don't use our stuff anymore." I don't think they will. We've I've now, them like four times. Go ahead. What would you say? Who would you say in the WWF? Because I know that you follow the WWF more. Who would you say had the most impactful debut, and whose exit was the most um, impactful? That's a good question. Oh, who left the '88? Morocco left. Junkyard Dog left. Killer Bees left. Well, Jim Brunzel stuck around. Orndorff. Yeah. yeah, but Orndorff was pretty down, low down there. <sighs> impactful one. I'd say Bad News was pretty impactful. He got pretty, boom, really quick. I'd say perfect over him. Oh, but at the time in, Bad News is boom. He I, went right to the top. Like they, I, I, I guess at the time, but I'm, I'm talking about like throughout their WF career, not just yeah. like, like if we're going just that, then you're right. Bad news certainly had most impact. He won the battle Royal. He was always yeah. involved in something. So like long-term, I was like Orndorff leaving. And then you go with yeah Henning. But if you're going to go like at the time, definitely bad news. Cause he killed it when he yeah. came in right to the top. So, so that is that it is two Oh nine AM at my locations. So I am done for the evening. Sorry for the yawning, but that being said, good night and take care. Our next free watch party at Dave & Buster's is WWE WrestleMania. Join us Saturday and Sunday, April 2nd and 3rd. It's free. Plus, we'll give you a free power card. That's Dave & Buster's Wolf Chase. Sunday, April 10th, the Murder Hawk Monster returns to settle the score. Archer versus Gun Show, one-on-one, live in Memphis. Get your tickets at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. Do you have what it takes to be a pro wrestler? Prove it. Train with the best at our Memphis Wrestling Wrestle Center. Now enrolling at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com slash training. Saturday, April 16th, get ready for an outlandish Saturday night with Impact Wrestling Megastar, outlandish Sicky Dice. Get your tickets right now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. Campbell, Missouri, April the 9th, American Hostile Championship Wrestling at the Campbell Community Center. Build time 7.30, call 636-232-3313. All the top American Hostile Championship Wrestling stars and Rhino! Gar! Gar! This episode is also brought to you by SpunkLoop.com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, use Spunky. That's right. Go to www.SpunkLoop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you. want the best you got the best the best little wrestling podcast in the business all episodes on www.stspod.club did you enjoy that episode cash app us at dollar sign btsts if you've never downloaded the cash app app 
Download it today. You'll get a free, that's right, a free $5 for using the code dollar sign BTSTS. That's dollar sign BTSTS. was another great episode of Shooting the Shiznit. Thank you for listening and thank you to all our sponsors. A big shout out to Bob McGee at Pro Wrestling's Between the Sheets. Remember, you can reach us on Twitter at Comic Book Mark BT, Instagram at BT Shooting the Shiznit. That's right, Shooting the Shiznit without a G. Facebook Shooting the Shiznit and Facebook Cool Kids Wrestling and MMA Talk. If we don't like you in that group, first you have to ask to get in. If we don't like you, we'll kick you out. All the episodes are at one place, and that's www.stspod.club. Podcast Roll Call. Who's Right Podcast. Homeboys Podcast. D3 Radio, my buddies Richard Josh. My World with Conrad Thompson and my friend Jeff Jarrett. Lance's favorite include Nickology, Rock Solid, Playlist Wars, I'm Fat Podcast. Hey guys, remember, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars.